Welcome to Live and Love Your Brand, a podcast to support you in sharing your message and mission with the world. I'm your host, Emma Lovell. I'm lovely by name, lovely by nature. I'm a personal branding specialist with a mission to support female entrepreneurs to live and love their brand. I've been running my business, Lovely Communications, for more than 12 years, and I can hand on heart say that my success has come from the strength of my personal brand. I believe in the power of owning and sharing our story. I want to help you own your story, shop consistently, and really put yourself out there. So here on the podcast, you'll find helpful tips, practical exercises, and joyful discussions that will inspire you to reconnect with your brand and communicate it more effectively. I'll be joined by incredible experts to discuss how personal branding can have a huge impact on your business and on your life. I'd love to hear from you, so please make sure to connect over on social media. You can find me on Instagram at lovelycoms, that's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y, double the L means double the life, Facebook, Lovely Communications, and you can join in the conversation in our lovely community, the Live and Love Your Brand Facebook group. Of course, make sure to come back weekly as each new episode drops. I can't wait to share with you how to gain clarity, build confidence, and increase connections all by sharing your unique personal brand with the world. Lovely Communications is based on the Gold Coast and recognises Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place, now known as Australia. We are grateful for the continuing care of the lands, waterways and skies where we work, live, listen, learn and play. From here on your Gumbe country and from wherever you are listening, we respect the elders past, present and emerging. I'm excited today to welcome our guest, Jules Brook. Jules is the founder of Handle Your Own PR and she's the boss. I recently connected officially with Jules uh, through a mutual contact, uh, but I had heard about Jules and Handle Your Own PR for years and it was wonderful to finally get on the phone. And once we did, we didn't stop talking and we decided to do a podcast swap. So I will be featuring on her podcast and she's here on mine. And Jules has so much wisdom and I cannot wait to share it with you. So Handle Your Own PR is a DIY PR service for business owners and using her online PR accelerator program and PR SaaS platform, Jules's students have been on TV, radio, magazine and newspaper nationally and many have gone on to huge success in their business. And Jules's business, She's the Boss, has grown since the start of the pandemic in 2020. There's online Zoom lunches and learning table events with female founders, real-life networking events, two podcasts, She's the Boss Chats and She's the Boss Leaders. There's also a YouTube channel and all the media features interviews with wildly successful women in business from Australia and around the world. Jules is a passionate about making female founders and women doing extraordinary things in business more visible, which, you know, I also absolutely love and I love what the way that Jules is doing it. But when she's not working, Jules is mum to three young men, Jake, 21, and Ned and Tom, 16, and she has a gorgeous supportive partner in her, in Dave. She's also got Nugget the dog. <laughs> and her fun fact is that she lived in a ghetto in Jamaica for three months, which is amazing. You could listen to Jules forever. You could, we could have talked for hours, but 
I'm going to jump right in to this episode because it was a brilliant conversation and Jules shares so, so much wisdom for you to also be able to handle your own PR and be the boss. Jules Brooks. Thank you so much, Emma Lovell. I'm delighted to be here. Pretty fun. We've we've done a bit of a podcast swap, so we've had the, <laughs> we the joy. I'm going to remove the magic, uh, but we've had two chats today, which is so nice. But uh, today is your well, this one is your turn, and so I'm going to ask that fun existential question of, <laughs> in your words, who are you? Oh gosh, that is a good question. Um, who am I? I guess. Well, it depends. I mean, I'm so many things. But I would say off the top of my head, I'm the founder of Handle Your Own PR and She's the Boss. And I'm also a mum and I'm also a friend. <laughs> I love it. Succinct. It's wonderful. And you've uh, just sparked the conversation. So we want to know more. Great. Uh, I actually, yeah, it was fun, you know, how these things work, where I, I had heard of you years ago and I'd seen Handle Your Own PR and then the, jo- the dots came together when we've actually both been working with the wonderful Amanda Thompson. And yes. I was like... Oh, I know of this Jules. But I, I don't I don't really know her. So we had a, a chat. Um, but for for those who don't know, yes, yeah, so handle your own PR is it has been around for quite a long time. So it has, us, 2008, I think I first came up with the idea. Well, the name is quite self-explanatory, which is brilliant, but please do tell us <laughs> what does handle your own PR do? Right. Well, um, it, it teaches people how to get publicity, basically. And when I talk about publicity, I'm talking mainstream media. So how to get yourself featured in magazines and newspapers, blogs and podcasts and TV and radio. I love that you've included blogs and podcasts because I think a lot of people still don't uh, recognise that as... As legitimate media. And yet it absolutely is. And they all jump to social media, which it is not. <laughs> Yeah, yes, absolutely. So it's a very subtle, like muddledy, fuddledy. And, and um, as we talked about earlier, there's a um, marketing umbrella and there are many things which sit under the marketing umbrella and PR definitely sits in its own lane. And people often confuse, uh, I do have a PR background, but often confuse what I do with PR. And so I say, no, no, I'm the before bit. I'm the, <laughs> you come to me before. So you know what it is you're going to talk about. Yes, so you know what you actually need to say and then what your actual message is and then you would go to the publicist or the PR agency or or handle your own PR. Of course, which and I guess the reason that I set it up was that um, the GFC hit in 2008 Mm. and I had a PR agency and we were working with a lot of mums because mumpreneurs were a real thing in those days Um, and... When the GFC hit, not surprisingly, a whole lot of our clients peeled off because PR wasn't the sort of, you know, getting bread on the table type thing or they didn't think it was. And I just had a moment where I suddenly thought, what if we gave everyone the media contacts and told them how to do it themselves because the media so badly needs content? Mm. And and, And when you're starting a new business, it's exactly when you should be doing the PR because they want the whole thing about news is they want things that are new. News. So, um, you know, it was the perfect storm. And I guess my my business partner at the time turned around and said to me, oh, my God, Jules, we're going to cannibalise all our clients and they'll all go and do it themselves. And I thought, no, I don't think it'll, that'll happen. And that hasn't happened. What happens is people who don't have enough money for an agency and an agency is three, four grand a month for mm-hmm. three to six months as a start out. 
Um, you know, a lot of them want to learn how to do it themselves. And then weirdly, the other thing my business has kind of pivoted over the last five years is for all the speakers and experts and authors out there who desperately want to get their message out there and often have the money to pay an agency, but kind of want to build those contacts themselves in the yeah. media and also kind of know how it all works. And I think that's one of the benefits that, that Handle Your Own PR has done is we'll take you when you're very little and help you so you understand it. And then when you're ready to go to a publicity company, you know, you, you know what's going on. You're not going to be one of those unrealistic clients that comes in and says, <laughs> listen, I've got $1,000 and all I want is to be on 60 Minutes and, yeah. um, you know, the 7.30 report. And you go, it kind of doesn't work like that. <laughs> and I've been on 60 Minutes and it's not always the most positive <laughs> experience. I, it was lovely. Peter Overton was lovely. But um, it's, uh, yeah, it's... What it's were you on 60 Minutes for? Hang on, hang on, go back. Know, why, why were you on 60 Minutes? It's a pretty... Yeah, uh, my friend still thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. I was at a music festival and my phone blew up and I was like, oh, God, what <laughs> happened? And uh, it had aired. Um, it was They called the segment Generation Debt. So we right. were... Right. <laughs> around this, around that time, I reckon, about 2008 or nine, and yeah, yeah. it was all about um, young people spending beyond their means and all of that. And so I was the university student angle. Right. And yeah, um, asked me <laughs> if I remember spending money on travel. I said, no, nah, travel's an investment. And uh, anyway, it was very funny, but I, it was cool to see that experience. But you yes. know, but you have no control over the story. No, so, you don't. And, and so you need lot. to, you need to kind of, as you say, understand your message and where. I'm able to help people is, is with the light fluffy stuff so yes. you know you've got written a book you want to get it out there let me help you get it out there yeah. um you know if you've murdered someone or you've got somebody after you or not you my know, clients something big has happened then I always say go and talk to a crisis PR specialist Absolutely. that's a whole other other ball game and you need to be able to manage what the pushback might be and it and there's different positions as well like sometimes the media is coming to you and so you're handling inquiries and it's interesting I, I did work with World Vision Australia and it's so interesting going from pushing the message out there and trying to get people to take your story to having the media call you and go what's happening or this happened <laughs> tell us your perspective and you're like whoa yeah how, how, how did this even hey. happen and the industry PR is very different too because that does happen so it depends on the industry yes, you're in but right. like Industry publications, which people so overlook, um, can be so powerful. Oh, I know, I know. And it's one of the things that I talk about really early on when I'm coaching someone is what industries do you want to get into? And they go, oh, I haven't really thought about it. And we go, well, if you wanted to go to accountants, you'd probably have a completely different message than if you wanted to go to mums or manufacturers. But you can get to all of those through the industry media. And people sort of don't even think about that. They think Herald Sun, Sydney Morning yes. Herald, you know, I want to be on Sunrise. And they don't think if I'm in Manufacturers Monthly and my clients are manufacturers, then I'm going to get a whole lot of publicity that's going to really work for my business. And the same applies to social media. We all, uh, everybody's looking at reach and numbers and they're looking at those um, vanity metrics of That's right. circulations when actually um, local media um, or your local, I guess your local audience media, which would be your industry or, um, you know, someone who has a similar audience to you. Yeah. That's why in ads they do lookalike audience because it's like they're like your client. They're like the That's one you right. want. And yes, there's only a hundred of them, but maybe 50 of them will listen to you. Whereas you could go into the Australian and yes, it has hundreds of thousands of people potentially reading it, but are they going to flick to the page 
which you were that, on that you're on in a tiny that, corner <laughs> that's right which brings us perfectly to podcasts because podcasts are very niche normally and so if you want to get to women then you go on she's the boss if you want to talk about branding then to go on yours you know that the audience is automatically interested in that topic and it's just so powerful um, and isn't it divine when uh, you know you actually and you can actually as well hear back from people too and I was on a podcast and mentioned my one of my friends and colleagues and then I get this text in the afternoon going I was on a podcast she's like I listen to that podcast it's my favorite and then I'm listening to this episode and, and you and mentioned my name me was on it. And I was like, yeah it was a great example I, of course I talked about you but you know she's like that sort of yeah, you know, that could actually people go. Oh, that company. Okay, I'll go and look that up. Could actually translate a lot better than her going and, um, you know, going to into a big major media, media outlet. And there's credibility, definitely. I, I spoke to someone this morning who had just uh, got an article into the Australian, which is it's fantastic. It and is it, fantastic, and it's very very exciting when you manage to get yourself into absolutely. a media outlet. It's so sexy. And, and it's great credibility and she uh, and actually it happened very quickly I think this is the misconception too yes. people think that PR takes ages the planning takes a while um, and getting it right but they sent the media release and the story went in today because like you said before they want content good that's content. right that's <laughs> right uh, there's a girl I taught early last year Phoebe Blamey from um, Clover Financial and she really wanted to be in the Fin Review because she's written a book called The Happy Money Journey about, you know, a women understanding money. And she's become, so she sent a couple of articles through to the Fin Review and managed to hit a guy who loves her, loves her tone of voice, loves her mm. articles. She's been published more than 12 times in the last 12 months. Amazing. And that's Amazing. the Fin Review. I mean, it's kind of dream stuff and you certainly couldn't afford to advertise in it. And it, no. even if you did, it wouldn't have the same impact. No. So Amazing. And that's the difference, isn't it? Advertising is you telling people I'm amazing. PR is a third party telling people Which that you're amazing. Which is so much more powerful to hear your friend tell you, God, I've got to tell you about this great business rather than having the person go, I've got a great business. And then you have to go off and ask friends, is it really that good? Absolutely. But what you said before as well is, yeah, um, where your partner was like, are we going to sabotage it? It's like, no, because people do want to have that understanding and, right. and understand how the process works and I encourage so many of my clients to go I say go and ask someone or learn yes but that doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to still do it yourself so for no me, you don't have to you could just learn how to do it and then manage a, an agency really well well yes because you'll know the sorts of stories that are working the sorts of media uh, that you want to get it to appear in and it, yeah it, it will it just works better for you either way I think yeah, so there is so much still a place for specialists, even though people can understand. And there will be people who are naturally gifted at writing themselves or and have That's the time right. and energy to do the pitching. And there are other people who say, not my bag or not my focus right now. My time is better spent creating or, That's right. yeah. or speaking or, you know, delivering the service to my clients. So um, you can have the information and, and please put it out there on my behalf. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Wow, that's brilliant. And <laughs> so were you, were you a publicist back in the day? Yes, yeah, so I had an agency called Handle Communications with which, and then brought in a business partner. And we started off, um, anybody who's ever seen me speak, I often talk about how I fell into PR. So I picked up um, a job because Mark Mitchell, who aka Con the Fruiterer, uh, I don't know if you <laughs> yes. remember him, yeah, but I yeah. met him at a party 
And about two weeks later, he rang me and he said, they're bringing out a Best of Con, the Fruitery DVD, and I've told them that you're the best person to do the PR. And I said, great, thanks very much, Mark. And I hang up the phone and I went, shit, what am I going to do? I've never done PR. I don't know how it works. So, um, and I remember saying to Mark, you know, I would love to do this job, but I'm not really sure. And he said, just give it a go. Look, I'm friends with Bert Newton and Alan Jones. Just call them and tell them that I'm available. And so I did. And I will never forget the first call was with Channel 10 with a guy called Paul Dowsley, who's gone on to do all sorts of things. And I think he was, it was one of his first jobs. And he said to me, who are you? And I said, what do you mean? And he said, who are you? I've never heard of you before. And I said, what do all the media outlets know, all the publicists? And he said, pretty much. And I've never heard of you before. It was a really weird situation. And um, and that way, you know, and I just got to know the journalists and I got to know the producers mm. and, and off you go from there. But I literally taught myself how to do it yeah. um, because I needed to, because the money was dangling and I had a little baby and, and I had thought Handle Communications would be a graphic design agency and I just couldn't make it work. So mm. when I picked up this PR job, I thought, oh, I'll give that a go. And then I went back to the DVD company and said, you know, I've got six interviews or something. And they said, amazing, here's another five DVDs. And really the agency, so we started off very much in entertainment media mm. and then moved into um, parenting and then on to lifestyles. So it was very much around that space. I love it. I love anything to do with new, clever businesses and brilliant new products and inventions. And I was working very much in that space. I loved it. I love it. So you pivoted before it was cool (laughs) (laughs) or before it was uh, overdone. Yeah, I was going to say uncool to use the word pivot. (laughs) Yes, the P word of of the C. Um, Um, And and then I did a really massive um, change in about 2017. So I, in 14, I think it was, I turned around to my business partner and I said, I just want to teach people PR. I don't want to do it anymore. So why don't I take handle your own PR and you take handle communications? And she said, I'd love to, but I think you're crazy. You've chosen the wrong one. And I was like, no, I don't think so. Mm. And I sold my house and did all those crazy things you should never do as an entrepreneur and used it to build a PR SaaS platform. And so in 2017, I built a platform where people can go on, build their own media contact list. So I've got about three or 4,000 journalists in the background and then a template where they can put their photo and their image and whatever, mm. choose what journalist they want to send it out to, write the email and send it out all from the one spot. And that was very exciting for me. I mean, it was if, if at any stage you want to talk about disasters that happened, there was an absolutely frigging huge disaster that happened in the middle of building it. But um, I well, now you have to tell us. <laughs> you have to tell us now. Well, I did one of those crazy things that because I'm a very trusting person mm-hmm. and I pretty much take people at face value. And this guy had said to me, let me help you build um, a new website. And when I told him what I was doing, he said, why don't we do it where they can actually do PR on the website? And I said, oh, my God, is that even possible? And he said, yeah. And I'd already spent about $18,000 building a new website. And I think we were about three or four weeks away from launching it. And he said, you've done most of the work. So it should only take and cost another 10 or 15 grand and let's go for it. And I should have it ready in about six weeks. Well, nine months later, we had gone through all the money that the business had earned, all the money from my house, I think it ended up being about $90,000. He put in money, I'd put in money, and then he just said, it's not really working for me, I'm going to walk away. 
And I said, what do you mean? We're only halfway through the build. Like, I don't know how to build this and I don't know what we're going to do. And he said, sorry, it's not really for me. You know, let come contact me again when you've got more money and just left me. And I did not know what to do. I, I freeze when I get, yeah. when I get into a disaster situation, I just kind of go, I don't know what to do. So I just kind of froze and sat on it for a week or so. And then I thought, no, I've got to keep going and kept building it. And of course, you know, it's been, it's been a, a fabulous journey ever since, but yeah, that was, that, that really knocked me for six. Wow. But I thank you for sharing that so openly. I think, um, you know, <laughs> we will cross promote these. So people will hear me say on the other one, but everyone thinks success is this linear journey and you get, it you get the sure glossy, <laughs> you get the glossy vision of, you know, Jules standing there on the stage being a speaker, but you know, there's so much stuff that happens so behind, much the scenes. That goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. And it is very much a wiggly, squiggly, squiggly drop down up. <laughs> it is. You get a nosebleed from how high you can go and you can hit rock bottom pretty easily. I think um, when the pandemic hit, um, one a journalist said to me, which I just thought was so fabulous, and I was saying, you know, people are really spiralling and really worried that this is their whole career down the gurgler. And she said, but you need to hit the bottom before you can push up. Yeah. And I just love that analogy. It just makes so much sense to me that you do have to hit the bottom of a swimming pool before you can push yourself up with a lot of energy to keep going. But, you know, you do have to get to the bottom before you can push up to the top. And quite frankly, the media love a, a crash and burn and they, ride, oh, a, a phoenix from the they, ashes. I think story. they call it a struggle to success, but yes, uh, but exactly, yes. they love that story, absolutely. So if you have that, it's not just the, you know, you've got to, I think people got to look at their whole story and it's not That's just right. that. It's not just the hero story and it's not just the the new baby chick story. It's the, there's all different times in your journey that you can pull out that's story. Right. I think you've got to you've got to be prepared to be vulnerable and generous. So if you're going to give away information, then you really need to be very generous with it. There is no point putting out surface level superficial information for people because it doesn't position you as the expert you obviously are in your particular field. But in the same way, I think to be able to show vulnerability and be prepared to talk about it, which is the other thing, mm -hmm. you know, it's all well and good to put it in an article and think I'll push it out there and no one will read it, but it may explode and you do need to be prepared to talk about it, uh, particularly for people that have gone through a lot of trauma. Um, but it's incredibly powerful and it can push you up very, very fast in terms of profile building. Yeah, and we should also disclaim that you don't have to have like a tragedy story either to cry because I'd be like, I don't my my you know my challenge wasn't as big as that person's challenge. No, Therefore, no. I don't have a story. It's like, oh, just your story. I might think be it, somewhere else. One of one moment that was really amazing for me was about three years ago. My brother um, was the founder of one of the biggest independent ad agencies in Australia, and I mean, this is an agency that was billing over two hundred million, you know, eighty staff, that kind of thing. And we were talking about PR over Christmas lunch one day, and he said something about, um, you know, in our agency, we're always trying to get PR, but but it's really hard, and we've got to create a whole lot of um, really clever content before it will happen. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, normally we get a client to, you know, put together a big budget of maybe 30 grand, 50 grand, put together a video that's really clever, put it up on YouTube, it goes viral, and then we go to the media. And I said, are you kidding? And he said, no, 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 you've got to have celebrities or something like that. And I said, no, you don't. I mean, mm -hmm. I have bookkeepers that get 
constantly um, featured in the media. And you can, whether you're a window washer or a picture framer or a coach, it doesn't matter. There's always a million and one ways for you to spin your story to get it out there. So I think that was a beautiful thing about where I first did learn about Handle Your Own PR was was Source Bottle. And there are other platforms like Source Bottle or other outlets where a journalist is calling for something really. I mean, I got into an article about having a terrible neighbour. Or, yes. you know, I, I did mention on our other episode, um, breaking my back, you know, or um, snow, about going to the snow, um, you know, and yes, that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with my business side, but it was it was great to go through the experience. It's still my name. It's still to storytelling. Of course. And often they, they, they are asking for industry-specific industry things. We need an accountant. We need a masseuse. We need... A person We're looking for entrepreneurs thing. to tell us about how they started their business. Absolutely. Yeah. It's fun. The funny story is that Beck Derrington and I uh, became mates through the agency that was building Source Bottle because I'd gone to them for a quote for Handle Your Own PR. Oh, funny. And we launched the same week. And we were really good mates all the way through as I watched her get to 45,000 followers, which I had never done. But I loved it because I think hers is the passive um, way of you know responding to yes. call outs from journalists and mine was the way of proactively reaching out so one is you know fit in with their story but there's lots of opportunities and the other one is get your own story out there but you're going to have to try a little bit harder and put a little bit more work into it and well and like with the, the woman that you said got into the thin review like once the journalist recognizes that you're a right. good source and whether it's that you're you're the story or you know the story uh, so I've got a good co- uh, contact, Rachel Murphy from Rachel's List, and she will write to me and go, Emma, I need a this person, or yeah, I need right. a, I need a you know, have you heard of anyone like this or do? You? And I'll always go, Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Very well connected, but also being able to see that, you know, I guess see a slight different angle. It's like yeah, that person could fit that story. Um, they may not, and this is probably a woman trait, is it's like, oh, I don't tick every single box that they're asking Oh, for. I know, I know, and then we think we're not right. But all, but the whole thing about PR is all about spin, really. Mm-hmm. And one of the best examples of it was we were working um, with a, a company that had prams and who weekly were looking for green products. So they wanted to put, they, were, they were, this is years ago, and this was all around recycled and sustainable products. But because they said they were looking for green products, we said, we've got a really great green pram. And they <laughs> said, okay, we'll take it. And we ended yes. up with this, you know, fabulous article in um, Who Weekly with featuring our pram. Love <laughs> so it. there's always a way that you can kind of spin it a little bit. I love it. And so now you also have another business and yes. another passion and you know that in the true entrepreneurial spirit she's the boss so yes. tell us how did that come to be well that came to be um it's kind of a really funny thing actually because there was I was I'm I love LinkedIn I'm all over LinkedIn if anyone wants to get hold of me that is the best place Perfect. and I saw a post from a guy called Aaron Young who was the ex um Melbourne bureau chief for Sky Business And he said, I'm starting my own TV network and I'm looking for people to interview. (laughs) I remember to this day, I've still got the messages to him, but I remember thinking, wow, he sounds like he's probably doing it in his bedroom somewhere. (laughs) But, you know, being the slut for publicity that I am, I said, I want me, 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 let me have an interview. So um, I arranged to go in and see him. 
And I went in to go and talk to him, actually, to see if I could have a show about handing your own PR. That he had said, you know, he was creating this network and I thought, here's my opportunity. So I went in to see him to have a chat and he just put a mic on me as soon as I walked in the door and said, no, we're going to do the interview right now. And I said, hang on a minute, I'm not prepared at all. And he said, come on, let's do it. And so we did it and it was loads of fun. And then he said at the end of it, that was so much fun, let's do another one. So we did another one. And then he said, would you co-host the lunchtime show with me? And I was like, oh, my God, I've been discovered. I've been waiting all my life. (laughs) It's all happening. And the following week, so we started doing the lunchtime um, shows. And the following week, he and I went out and drank too many bubbles. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, I really need new content. And I said, well, why don't we... I can introduce you to lots of people that are on the speaker circuit who would love to host a TV show. But if I'm going to do that, you've got to let me have a show about women in business because you just never see anything about women in business in the media or very, very little. It's like we don't exist. And he said, fine. So what really started She's the Boss was I went into like-minded bitches drinking wine. I posted up a post saying I'm going to do a show about female founders and entrepreneurs. What's a good name? A fabulous woman in there said to me, what about She's the Boss? And I thought, I love it. Yeah. And so I started She's the Boss. And then from that, um, I basically got a bit of pushback from him about four or five months later going, you know, I don't think people are really that interested in listening to old women talk about business. And I said, I don't think you could be more wrong. Um, So at the time he said to me, well, if you want to do long interviews, why don't you start a podcast? And I thought, why don't I? My partner, my my, um, boyfriend is a podcast producer, an audiobook producer. He'd been saying to me to give it a go. And I thought, why don't I? Love it. I started it. I got to 50 episodes before Dave said, you know, this is really not that much fun with you not paying me. And my son (laughs) put up his hand and said, I'll do it. Um, So I was doing the show and I was doing the podcast and then the lockdown came and I thought, you know, when you're working for yourself, and I've been working for myself from home pretty much since 2012, at the end of the week, you've got no one to go and celebrate and say, woohoo, it's the end of the week. Yeah. Why don't I just start doing online drinks? So I started an online boozy lunch that I thought I would do once or once a month. And at the end of the first session, everyone said, no, no, you can't stop. You can't stop. So I said, okay, well, we'll do it every week. And I basically did an online lunch for female founders for the last two years, every Friday. We've literally a month ago moved it to fortnightly. Um, And then from there, uh, I parted ways with Ticker TV. And on the same day, I went to the girls in the She's the Boss Facebook group and said, look, I'm not going to do the TV show anymore. And they said, no, 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 you have to. And one of them, the beautiful Sam Elam, who owns Media Maneuvers, which is a media training company, rang me and said, we've got a whole studio's worth of equipment. We've just dismantled. We've got nowhere to put it for the lockdown. Would you like it? And my son said, I will produce a show for you. And so we started the YouTube channel. And I started being able to reach out to women all over the world, from Reykjavik to New York to London to Sydney, all over, and just interviewing really, really successful women about their lives and how they got there. I love it. It's so phenomenal. And you are such an entrepreneur, but you're also such a natural at sharing your story and I, I do love people in, in this space because you, <laughs> Thank you naturally plugged yourself you've owned your story you've owned your successes you've owned your challenges and you've just told me what you're doing and it's like 
it can be that simple as oh yeah, TV that, show. I have that, a podcast. No, no, well, she's the boss. I feel I honestly say to people, I feel like I'm channeling it. Like it has just come so easily. Mm. Um, which just says to me it was it was meant to happen. Handle your own PR. Meanwhile, I started at a time where people didn't even know what PR was. Yeah. And I yes. literally would go out going DIY PR and they go, What the hell is that? And why would I even want it? Yes. You're saying a lot so of letters. It, I don't it, know what they mean. I know. It took a long time. <laughs> really social media really helped because people mm-hmm. started to realize how that combination of social media and PR yeah, is. So together. if you take mm. a media clip and you push it out on social media, it goes so much further. So it was that. And I think the SEO guys, so when SEO became important, they were all wanting their clients to do PR so they could get those backlinks into your website. And I guess it was that combination that suddenly made PR kind of much more understandable for a lot of people. Absolutely. But you do have a gift, Jules. And I think, <laughs> thank you. And you are leading by example in that it's that putting yourself forward and just quite matter of factly saying, this is what I'm doing. And yeah. she's the boss is great. And I can see, <laughs> I can hear your energy and your enthusiasm. I can oh, see. Oh my God. I love it. I absolutely love it. I am such a, a passionate woman, woman about female founders anyway because I, I I spend most of my time socially with friends and they go I don't like my job and I'm like go and start your own business let me help exactly. you so I've been like that for so long it's just hit my sweet spot and what I've decided now is that I want to start a tv network for women in business because there isn't one um, and train 150 women in how to become tv hosts over three years so that's my next that challenge sign me up lovely <laughs> great I'm we'll in. have the lovely show got to recover my uh from my 60 minute days <laughs> i'm like i can do this i promise no it was, of course it was fun can. google it um but yeah uh, i think the platform and the opportunities that you're providing women but also the the education around it um so you. you know if you are listening it you know it doesn't have to be this big daunting thing it, it is just looking for the opportunities and understanding that there is a process in order to get pr yes and that like anything it will take persistence and it will take that bit of showing up but it's also when the opportunities in front of you like take you saw them. yes somebody said i'm starting a tv network why not put your hand up that's right. And then I'm go, a podcast guest. Oh, I, I want my own show. Yeah, I want <laughs> and my own show. Fine. <laughs> exactly. And then and literally that's how this happened. Jules and I had a catch-up call. Uh, we both said we had podcasts, and I was like, Well, I'll be on yours. And she said, Well, I'll be on yours. And, yeah. and we are. And we are telling our stories. <laughs> it's brilliant. And so you have already given us a little um a little lead into it but please tell us how we can further connect with you or what's the best ways to connect with you okay so um she's the boss is she's the boss group.com you can go on there and have a look we're still doing the friday lunches we do um all sorts of things now we do um educational event uh, things and i do real life events in melbourne sydney and um, the gold coast the gold coast in july yes. come and see me uh, i'll be there in july so come say hi to both of us fantastic so she's the boss group is the best way to see what's going on there um and also we've got she's the boss group in facebook and that's a really active group they all chat all the time um love that group then through handle your own pr it's handleyourownpr.com.au um expelled exactly as you would expect uh we've got facebook groups around that as well for handle your own pr and i think i've got a group called the handle your own pr gang um and really the best way to get hold of me is via linkedin 
I love it. I, I am absolutely in love with LinkedIn and the last three years. It's just been such a delight for me really to see my profile rising just from doing posts and as you say just be honest and be yourself and, um, and people start to get the measure of you yeah and be persistent and consistent I was going to say persistent <laughs> and consistent yes and I, I have had recently two speaking opportunities come through LinkedIn so and my dad yesterday told me asked me a question about how about why I talk to women is yeah. it a target and like well, target market we can I have a whole module on that in my course if you want to talk about target market but I said you know why is he talking to women why can't men have personal brands yes. well he's welcome to message me but I said very lovely to know that he's seeing all my posts so that's right that's right don't know who is looking and who is watching because they and won't always interact but it is paying off and they that's right well I think on LinkedIn there's uh 600 million people and two percent are posting so that yeah. gives you an idea of how many people are watching. <laughs> yes. So if you can post even once a week, then, you know, gosh, yes. that can do. But if you, if you can do things. it once a day, even better. Uh, amazing. Yes. <laughs> and we can both help you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At different stages, go to Emma first and yes. then come to me. I love it, Jules. <laughs> it's been such a joy to speak to you twice today. And I honestly can't wait to see you on the Gold Coast. And thank you for the way that you show up for women. It's beautiful. Oh, my pleasure. And thank you so much for inviting me and love what you're doing as well, Emma. So I'll look forward to seeing you in July. See you then. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of Live and Love Your Brand. I'm so grateful that you've shared your time by listening today. That means so much to me. And if you're loving what you're learning, I would be so appreciative if you'd leave a review, rate this podcast and subscribe. It really shows me that you care, but it also helps other listeners to find us too. Again, please be sure to connect with me. I love hearing from you and getting to know your story. You can connect with me on Instagram at lovelycoms, Facebook, lovely communications and please do join the gorgeous community live and love your brand our facebook group or if you're ready to take action now and want to improve how you show up in the world with your brand then head on over to lovelycommunications.com again lovely is l-o-v-e-l-l-y communications.com to learn how you can work with me my clients have gone on to experience opportunities that they could never have dreamed of from starting businesses to taking leadership in their own life. They have found the confidence to stand in who they are and to go wholeheartedly after what they truly want in life. And I want that for you too. If you're ready to invest in yourself and reconnect with who you are, then let's chat. Thank you again for listening. Now go into the world and share the beauty that is the uniqueness of you. Catch you next week, lovely.